I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Kay Janes, and today again for day two, in podcast number two, we have Sarah Persia with us. And if you haven't had the chance to hear our last podcast, Sarah Persia has a master's in family systems. She's a therapist, a parent educator, and a learning specialist with over 30 years experience working with young adults, teenagers, and their parents. And Sarah is also a parent of young adult children, so she has gone through this herself. And we're so excited today because today is going to be a continuation of yesterday, but today's title is actually like it often is with the podcast. It's actually going to be a question. And that question is, is how do you feel about your parent, your child's lack of motivation? So I'll say that one more time. How do you feel about your child's lack of motivation? And Sarah, we were discussing this a little bit, but we get interesting reactions when we ask that type of question to a parent and whoever's listening right now had their own reaction. Right, whatever that may be. Sarah, what what have you experienced and what are some of those reactions that parents are feeling right now around a child's lack of motivation? What a good question. Um, motivation. I'm guessing for parents who are listening, motivation is synonymous with gaining maturity. Because part of our job as a parent to help a child do, to help a child learn, and as their brains grow and develop and mature, they sort of apply their own gas pedal. They know there are things that are hard, but they know they need to motivate, be motivated to do it because the hard work is worth it. So in this topic, you know, I think of it as, you know, how do you prov- promote motivation in your young adult? I'm going to walk around the block a little bit um, with this. Young children naturally come into the world with motivation. It's learning, it's excitement, it's breath, it's tiredness, it's all of that. I mean, if not, you, you, you may be working with the child with some, you know, disabilities or early mental health concerns, but most children come into the world with motivation. Um, and I'm going to focus on over 18 because in our world, in our culture, we have leverage and it's called the high school diploma. And most parents in the United States, whether it's homeschooling or private or public schooling, we know we want our children to acquire a certain amount of education, and that's called leverage, because the developing teen mind wants things, and even, you know, do to get is a very okay thing. I'm going to talk about after the high school diploma, and also because you and I do a lot of work with post-18-year-olds, you guys like never before over 18 year olds are reporting the levels of anxiety, of stress, and parents see that. Even in the most um, relaxed home where there's humor and there's joy, um, all parents are reporting, this is, a, this is an intense um, time, you know, to be 18 through 22 and older. So I first wanna say that's real. And in mental health, we have never seen the numbers of um, young people diagnosed 
with depression and anxiety who are already on medications for it or having to change their schedule or work less hours or, or vary something that to parents feels like, oh my gosh, is this going to be a new norm? And so I think most parents listening in know what it feels like of, why don't they just do it? You know, I've taught them to. There's enough reasons why. Why are we having a crisis yeah. in motivation? And just to add to that, I want to talk about for one moment, and I'll refer to it again, it's also because we have young adults who have a crisis in their sleep habits, their nutrition habits. You may be a family listening in that doesn't because you just nailed that so well. But as they start to do other things, work or college, maybe a vocational certificate and are sort of in charge of their own schedule, we are seeing more and more young adults get out of sync with what we call the good morning routine, where what we call, you know, the body has to kind of rise up. And guess what? Motivation does come online. You know, if you eat your breakfast and get yeah. out the door, there's a symbiotic part of that. Motivation isn't just this thing that you eat and you have it. It's a, uh, it's a loop. It's a, you know, it's an interweave. It can so, be a result of decisions and actions. Yes. Even if it's not yes. there. So what do you think a parent would say to you? It's like, oh, that sounds awesome. But that's the whole problem is I can't get my kid up. Yes. Right? That's, yes. that's what it feels like an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. You know, like... That I would love my kid to get up with me, and yeah. but that actually is going to lead into what we're talking about, actually, is exactly. what I just said without even thinking about it is mm-hmm. that's one of the keys is having your kid get up with you. And yes. 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 Okay. So for those parents, Great there is question. hope, right, with what we're talking about. Great question. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that we can use that, what you've just said, as sort of the problem area. If they have a different schedule now or graduated from high school or have moved back in and you are, as a parent, are probably open to that and you might be sitting there thinking, why aren't they doing what they need to do? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to talk about, you know, the, the greater problems. You know, maybe there is a mental health problem. But even when we're dealing with depression and anxiety in young adults, every human body needs to rise up after sleep and get going. And we know there's night owls, we know there's ADHD, but you guys, there's rhythm in the morning that often parents are now asking their student to be in charge of. I'm going to bring in an example, if I could, Katie, a concept, and I hope you all laugh a little bit. But as a parent, you're saying they should know how to be motivated and get up in the morning and get started on their day, whether it's school, assignments, or work. That should is actually um, something that I'm going to invite us all to look at differently. If you are living with a young adult in the house, you might now almost have to hire yourself as a bit of a morning pusher. So let me give you an example. If you have a young adult who doesn't do well in the morning and you all agree that college or work is what they need to do, I wouldn't fight that morning battle right now. I would say, hey, you know, you look like you have trouble getting up in the morning. Do you need a cinnamon roll or do you need coffee? I mean, some houses have coffee in Mm -hmm. them. There are um, specific, um, uh, what we call structural interventions in a house that get kids up in the morning. And you remember what it was when they were 7 and 10. It was usually called breakfast. We have a crisis of nutrition deficit in the morning. So, of course, that sounds great, but other parents are on the phone are still saying, you know, but I'm trying to tell them that they need to get out of the house. You may have a real sticky situation where just helping them have breakfast and get going in the day 
is not enough. So I want to talk a little bit about leverage. May I talk about leverage, yeah, Kate? That's a great idea. <laughs> it's not a four-letter word, is it? No. It's like seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is true that as a parent, you may be facing a young adult where you just don't feel like you can motivate them. They're just not listening. They just aren't responding to you, your adulthood, your parent care, and they may be neutralizing you. So you look around for where do I have leverage? Leverage is not threat. It kind of is before 18. It's that diploma threat, the teacher the, the yeah, threat. Yeah. Leverage is meaning you kind of step into your own truth again as a parent. You know, where last podcast I said this phrase, and if you're with me for several podcasts, you will hear it from me over and over again. You know, I notice that I'm pushing you, and I notice it's not working. But for me, my value set in this household, I don't like for people to be lazy and not get to their job. So we're going to have to work this out because this isn't doable for me. Yeah. You have to sort of move into what I talked about yesterday of that collaborative relationship, almost a business relationship, no longer mom or dad or step-parent or grandparent hammering it in. Because at 18, it is a new world order in our, in our culture. We bestow you with um, things, you know, accountability, whether you're accountable or not. So, look, I love young adults that are struggling to be 18 and 19. And I love talking to them about, well, gosh, I hear that that's your problem. But if I were your parent, I'd probably be frustrated with you. And most 18, 19, 20, 22-year-olds absolutely know when their parents are frustrated with them. Just the other day, I was working with a student in a dorm who the parent found out that they hadn't left their dorm and had just ordered pizza, you know, and I saw the pizza boxes stacked up, but yeah. nobody was checking. Uh, this is a, um, a freshman who had really loved high school, but they are dealing with the crisis in confidence. They're worried about they're not perfect enough for school. They don't like what they were, their major, and the parent, you know, kind of had a meltdown. So we have to back up and see where can the parent partner. So you guys really think about um, um, clinical issues of anxiety first, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, then think about what structural, how can I intervene helpfully, not with criticism, and then we can talk about the others. But I do want to share anxiety is an inflammation in the brain and it dampens executive functioning, which we're going to do in another upcoming yeah. podcast. Anxiety dampens motivation also. Why would you want to be uh, motivated to do something if you're feeling so much anticipatory anxiety, you think, I'm not even going to go out that door, I'm just going to order pizza again, and maybe I'll listen to one part of the professor's lecture. I like that wording. I've never heard it put that way. Anxiety... With executive, how do you word that? Anxiety, anxiety does dampens. what? Dampens executive function, mm-hmm. and it also dampens motivation. Yes. No, I, yes. As you say that, I felt. I think we have all felt that. So that's a. So now when we're demanding people to do stuff and right. to be motivated, but they're anxious, it's literally asking for something. And that space is probably impossible. It's not impossible. 
for them to do on their own, right? Without any extra support or just, they're not, in other words, well, we talked about this earlier, the worst in our coaching, we tell parents one of the worst things you can do is just point out how poorly they're doing or Mm -hmm. the unhealthy consumption because there's resistance that comes. So it's similar when we say, like you said earlier, well, I learned this. I know that. We laugh, right? Right. Somebody that learns At something. your age, we did it. Yeah, like yeah. I used to play outside. Why don't you play outside? Mm-hmm. Well, that same kind of talk. So when a kid's anxious and the executive functioning is mm-hmm. low, mm-hmm. motivation is low, and the anxiety's high, mm-hmm. think of how they're going to receive all that type of approach, right? Of, like of all those negative. P's we talked yeah. about last yeah. time. No, that's great. I like that wording yeah. a lot. In fact, to, to, to you and just inspired me to, to share... One of the things that's different about an adult feeling anxiety is they've had enough time on the planet that they know the ebb and flow of feeling competent, needing to learn, arguing with their spouse, getting over it, raising a child, a child has a flu, the child gets better. They know they can withstand what we call tensions or stressors or anxieties. When you're talking about the threshold of young adulthood, the You've got the diploma. You're doing what's next. There is doubt because you're in a whole new system. We have to. You know what this does? We have to share what you shared yesterday with the rats. You ready for this? Okay, go for it. Hope is so important, right? Like what you just said is adults have hope because of experience they've had that tells them this will end, right? Well, they did an experiment where they rats are pretty good swimmers. They put some rats in a tub and just let them swim. And most of them were drowning after about 12 to 15 minutes. And then they took other rats. And after a while, they pulled them out, dried them off, and then put them back in the water. So the rat, those rats had the thought that, oh, well, at some point, this will end. They swam for 60 to 80 hours. It went from 12 to 15 minutes to 60 to 80 hours just because... The rat knew just the idea that something's going to wow. end is that powerful, wow. right? And allows us to get through things. And we talk about wisdom. Those of us that have had trials that have lasted five years mm-hmm. or 10 years, we can approach things very differently than yeah. an 18 year old that's yeah. thinks yeah. it's the world's over. If something's lasted three days. Yeah. That is interesting. I was thinking of You can just imagine my, that too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when, like we, when we geek out in our clinical you know, research <laughs> and training, it's rats and Pavlov's dog, right? You know, so, yeah. you know, interestingly, um, um, when you talk about hope, I was thinking about, you know, when a parent is trying to increase motivation in a young adult, it's not dissimilar to um, breaking down what their tasks or duties is. Uh, is are into maybe three to five um, um, things or mm. categories. And I had a wonderful, um, the first CEO I ever worked with, even before I was ever a therapist, who said, Sarah, people can always do things well if you do three co- topics, three questions. So three to five, mm-hmm. as a parent of a um, teen or young adult that's struggling to be motivated, to care, to get up and do it consistently, you can help them by saying, you know, let's just take a look at this. What are all the hard things you're having to do right now? Mm-hmm. A little bit of sympathy, a little bit of empathy. Validation that it Validation, is hard. Validation, yeah. but also if you put it up on a board or a piece of paper saying, you know, I want to kind of understand this better. What are the stressors in your life right now that I may not be getting? You hear it? That's a little bit of 
being not the expert, not the parent, saying, you know, I may not be fully appreciating the things that you're feeling stressed about. Let's put them out on a piece of paper. And if a student is telling you, you know, I just, just, I'm sad, mad, and depressed in the morning, I don't want to get up, and then I don't really like my job, or my boss doesn't seem to like me, and they thought I did, or I've got this professor who, you know, they just don't get it that I'm trying hard, but maybe it's not good enough. Whatever it is, right? There may be some clinical depression in there. There may be some clinical anxiety. I think that's anonymous with being a life life right now. (laughs) But you can, as a parent partner person, help them chunk it out into three to five categories. Then you can have some sympathy or empathy with that. Then you could say, hey, of these four or five categories, what's one that you think you're maybe handling better than all the rest? And you go, okay, great. What are the two that, you know, are kind of in the middle? And what's the one you just freak out about? And then you could actually hire, offer to hire on, and you say, is there one of those that I could still support you in? Because you know it's not my job to handle all five of those with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And you guys, this is funny. I mean, a little bit of humor. But when I work with parents and young adults, it's often the mornings. Just forgive me. But it's often the mornings because the human body was designed to once it gets moving and it gets nutrition, in spite of itself, it's a little bit more willing to get out the door or do the thing, Mm -hmm. to go coach the kids because your coach really likes it when you help coach the kids. And then things get moving. There's then what we call sequential feedback that keeps your motivation up. Think of motivation like a water line. And motivation could be lower or could be higher, but as long as your boat's floating and not on the rocks, it's okay because it's going to float and it's going to keep floating a little bit more to the next dock or the next row, right? So I encourage parents not to have global criticism, even though I know what it's like to be a parent and have just global worry and I get frozen. I remember, you know, those years. And even my young adult children sometimes freeze me today. But then think of how you could pull it apart and look at it like you would a colleague at work or a a, a spouse. Change your view of that young adult to say, well, maybe this is solvable. I'm not going to give you the answer, but let's look at it together. In subsequent podcasts, I'm going to talk about building resilience and grit in young adults because before COVID, during COVID, truly before COVID, with this sort of intense, uh, anxious world, we saw a need for parents to understand what helps their teen or young adult be more resilient from finding out their love language to finding out what their incentives are. You know, motivational interviewing came online in the mental health field and I can't tell you a single good therapist, younger or seasoned, who doesn't understand that motivational interviewing comes into play rather than just talking about your anxiety or your depression. So I'm a really pragmatic, practical person. And so when I talk about morning routines, sometimes that gets other things started. Sometimes helping them solve a problem, your young adult who's lowly motivated, maybe like they're really stressed about catching the bus, or maybe they don't fill up the car with gas well. Pull things apart and hear what they have to say, even if it feels like 
you know, silly to you, put it all out on paper and saying, you know, I really appreciate hearing all the things that are well, and that's, I think that that's what I want to add is where I've seen parents be effective is when they finally listen to what the kid wants to fix, <laughs> right? Like, and parents will say, but these are bigger deals. And the simple response is, well, not to the kid. And the parents I've seen that have huge impact in these moments, they really do just finally go, oh, you know what? I will, I will help you with that thing that I think is ridiculous, but you don't, and I'll be there with it. And all of a sudden, the kid's wide open. Kid mm-hmm. feels safe and heard and trusted. And now that's what I hear you saying. And I've seen that firsthand many times. And I, I know we eventually have to end this conversation. It's just a good conversation, yeah. Kate. Is I'm not going to be unrealistic, and this mm-hmm. is another topic. So much of motivation today is not just anxiety but it's how young people are managing anxiety which Mm -hmm. is way too much screen time and that's for another i actually managing screen time is a doable real thing that parents often feel like they need to give up on and they don't they don't that will be good well thank you again for some amazing content and opportunity to be together we hope this has been so valuable for you today and remember You can reach out anytime, 435-868-8391. You can find us at irongatetherapy.com, and you can email us at admissions at irongatetherapy.com. So until next time, remember, just the only way you fail is if you quit trying, and you're doing a great job. Bye.